Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. From tactical analysis to player updates. We've got you covered on all the latest news on Las Aguilas. Now, let's start the show. This is the Eagle Eye Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. La 14. Tenemos la 14. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. America is campeón. Apertura 2023 champions after taking down Tigres in a, well, let's say, well-contested second leg up to about the 80th-something minute of the match. And, uh, well, well, we'll sit down and we'll talk and we'll kind of Break down everything that happened at the Estadio Azteca and we'll get you guys going up and set. I know everyone's excited, everyone's ecstatic, and everyone is just absolutely buzzing with joy, even though it's been well over 48 hours since America's lifted the 14th. Uh, but let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. Joining me, of course, it is none other than the man who was on the ground himself witnessing America lift the trophy, Christian. Rosendo from New York to Mexico City, back to New York, my friend. How are you? Tired. I'm so tired from that trip. So when we, well, because our flight was at seven in the morning on Monday. Um. So after after the game, you know, we did every celebration. So I slept like two hours, maybe. Um. And then I had my flight back to New York, which is another five hours. But then we got delayed at the airport for another two hours. So and then I had to go back to work, and then yeah, it's a little big mess. I'm just gonna recover a little bit. Um, but listen, that, that experience was, was surreal. I still probably can't believe I, I was there. Um, just every single, from the time I walked onto the, like the whole grounds of the Estadio Seca to the time I got in, went into the game and everything, everything just felt so, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And I, I'm glad I got to do it next to my father, who was the one who introduced me to this whole thing in the first place. Um, so that, that was a special moment. And above all, I mean, we won like I thought it after. After uh, after five years, uh, you know, we, we finally got another one, and this one, this one feels good. This one feels good for sure. This one will be extra special to a lot of us, especially you, Christian, who witnessed something just absolutely amazing, just crazy, absolutely amazing. Um, joining me though is a man who's been to the Estadio Azteca a couple of times already, and is here to t- tell us what happened on his side of the spectrum over in Anaheim. It is none other than my good friend here, Chris Rivera. Chris, how are you, my friend? Perfect, brother. We ended the, the year perfect. I can't ask for anything more, you know. I mean, there's nothing left for, for us and just super happy. Uh, I tweeted out, you know, it doesn't matter what, how life is. America is always there to make everything perfect for me. And I'm sure you guys relate. And I'm sure the listeners relate too. No, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, look, we're still all on a high. Like, it's just, it's amazing. It's aesthetic. And it felt so... Just like you finally saw and completed like this mythical legend, the 14th, right? It had been looming over us for I don't know how long that it just, it, it I don't know. It, it was one of those things where you just felt. I think, mm-hmm. I think like three years ago, we started to become this 
this dominant team that everyone thought that we were going to win every single year, or we had the best possibilities of winning every single year. And then unfortunately, just every single year, something had to happen. Yeah, you know heartbreak after me? heartbreak. It would trigger me when they say we, we were through Satur. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, would, I would trigger me so, for obvious reasons, bro, but I would be like, we need a win. We need a, even the Leagues Cup to a point, I was just like, we, like, let's win this. You know, I remember I even saying it, saying like, we need to start with something, you know, and we didn't win that, but we won the most important one, right? Which is the 14th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll get into that. Ricardo saying, uh, America's campeón, Luis saying, campeón, campeón, ole, ole, ole. Uh, just basically copy, capping it off right there. We are champions, my friends. Yes, we are. Everyone is just absolutely ecstatic. I'd love, love seeing Twitter at the end of, of the final whistle whenever we ended up in the trophy. It was just amazing memes after memes, just great videos after videos. Christian, we saw videos from you. We saw people from uh, all over the globe that were just sharing their uh, their reactions, their celebrations, and then of course the uh, what you're about to tell us in shortly the the amazing kind of rally that was at the uh, at the Angel, and and I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Man. And well, I'm gonna let, give you the floor, seeing as how we do have you for a limited uh, limited time today. So uh, just talk to me about just your general reaction of, from the moment you stepped onto the grounds, like you mentioned, to the point where you ended up going to celebrate uh, at the Angel. What, just talk to me about all of that, your thoughts, your opinions, the game, all of, of it. So obviously when I first got there, I got there pretty early, probably maybe like four hours prior to the game. So just trying to soak up everything. Um, really, obviously it was my first time at the Azteca too. So I was still trying to like experience everything, how everything was around game day. And I think everything just felt so much more special because it was a final, right? Um, but there was, there was, there was, there was Borras there already from like five hours ago, just panting their lungs out. There's like little little sections here, little sections just chanting away. Um, everyone's just so excited about the game. Um, so after after a, a little bit of partying beforehand, we go inside the stadium, right? And like I said, this was my first time, so I didn't know what to expect going inside. Just being outside, the stadium looks looks huge. It's like it's it's something I've never, I've never really seen here in the states. I've been to plenty of stadiums in the United States, so it was something completely different. Um, so where I was sitting, I was sitting in in uh in the sec in the one hundred section, like on the on the bottom on the bottom bowl, I guess you would say. Um, so the way to access that, you have to go like downstairs, and, like into like a little tunnel. Um, and in that little tunnel, you felt like 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 the crowd getting a little bit louder and louder every time you step forward. Um, and as soon as as soon as you go, at the end of the tunnel, you have to walk up the steps. And when you walk up the steps, then you see the whole stadium just like in front of you. Because I was behind the net. Or one of the nets. Um, and then so I just walked up and I saw the whole thing and I like froze for like a quick second. I was like, like like this this really can't be real. Like I'm actually I'm actually here. Um and then you know, obviously the whole, you know, pregame nerds, everything, you know, talking to my father. But I went with a couple of my friends too. We we're all just trying chatting it up, see, see how, how tonight's gonna go. Um then obviously the whole pregame celebrations, uh, the anthem. everything's leading up to the game, you saw the stadium get get a little bit fuller and fuller by the hour. Um and it's like it, it was it was impressive. It was impressive how how loud that whole stadium could get even before the game started. It was just chant after chant after chant. Um, I'm surprised that I I don't think I had a voice by halftime. Basically, um, it it was just it was just it, it was something truly special. The game started and then you know all the nerves just like kind of just like went away because now it's game time. Now we have to we have to lock in. This is it. We have 90 minutes to go to see if we're going to become champions. I did not come all the way from New York. And spend that much money to not see us become champions, right? Um, 
but as the game was going on, um, I, I did feel like we started a little slow. Uh, I don't think that we were we were on our, on our best game just yet. Um, a couple of a couple of Tigres chances did scare me a little bit, like the the Guignac chance, um, the Carioca chance, the one they hit off the post, um, and it it just seemed like like Tigres was doing an okay job of handling us, and we didn't really get that much chances, that much pressure at them. Um, you 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 do see the the hype every time we were on a counter. Literally, everyone just starts standing up. Like no 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 one wants to be on the seats. Um. So and on that Quinones, on that Diego Valdez chance where Quinones received the cross to Valdez, and then Nawal makes a very impressive stop. Um. I really thought that was the that was the um that that was the moment right there where we're gonna see the whole Azteca explode. Unfortunately, that was wasn't that, but it was just cool to see everyone kind of like gas for a little bit, and then like relieve relieve like the whole like oh man like that didn't go in. So then you know halftime hits and we're just like hmm. I mean, there, no team really is doing danger to each other. Like, we're kind of just, you know, trading blows a little bit here and there. You throw a punch, I'll throw a little punch here. Um, nothing, too, nothing to worry about that much at that moment. Um, and they kind of continued throughout the whole second half. I think we did for a little bit better second half. I think we were more settled in. Um, but it wasn't until, like you said, that red card um, where everything just, just changed. Like, the whole demeanor, whole stadium just, like, did, didn't, didn't stop. Wasn't loud. Wasn't quiet for a single second after that red card happened. Um, and I think from the red card on, I think Tigres didn't have a chance. I think we were we were just superior in all front. Um, and the next round will do that to you, right? We just we knew how to take good advantage of that. I really wish we could have ended it in ninety. Um, but you know, and Valdez had a chance at the end, right? And that did save again. Um, so I, I really thought that was the moment right there. And then the whole the, the that ninety minutes end, and you know we're 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 you know a little disappointed because we did have like 10, 10, 15 minutes with an extra man. I, I really think we could have ended it there, um. But we go into extra time, and we're just talking, you know, like everyone around the section. We're just like we're not gonna lose this, right? Because we're up, man. Like you know, we we have everything in our favor. There's no way we can't we can lose this, right? And extra time starts, and I'm, I'm I consider myself very 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 privileged. And even though I didn't get the goal because the goal happened right in front of me because I was behind that net, um, you kind of just saw the whole play just coming together. And Fidalgo crossed it. I saw it trickle over over the box and I saw it miss a couple of players, Lena Quinones. And then I really I, I was like, oh my God, this, this is it right here. He missed the first hand, then he made the second one, and the whole stadium went bonkers. Like that, that was that that was impressive. I think I got pushed around a couple of times. I think I felt once. Actually, because of all the excitement, everyone pushing around each other. <laughs> Obviously, the beers were flying everywhere. Like it, it, it was, it was a, it was the, that moment right there. That's something I'll never forget. And I, like I said, I'm disappointed I didn't get the whole goal in in my video, but at least I got the afterwards rallies and celebrations. And that was that that was that was cool. So I'll, I'll have that forever. Um, and then the other two goals I did get pretty well. The Richard Sanchez goal. Um, again, just euphoric everyone. And then when the score, everyone just started chanting that we were they were the champions. And uh Lucef Lacatorce finally comes home. Um just the whole experience was surreal. It was amazing. And if, if I never go back, it, it's okay because I think I lived the one moment that I wanted to live for, for my whole life. I wanted to do this since since like maybe two years ago. And you know, I'm grateful that I got the chance and uh, the opportunity to go. Um so if anyone ever gets a chance in the future, just just take it. Um, because you'll never know when another opportunity that would ever happen again. I don't think I'll, I'll ever have that opportunity again. Um, but just for me to live it and we won, it was it was it was truly special. 
like Chris, uh, like Chris told you in, in the group chat, we live to live. And um, it was exceptional, really, to hear <clears throat> your side of the story. And honestly, just to, to the whole time that I was watching the game and sitting, there, I was like, wow, Christian, Christian's what? there right now watching this live. And I was like, I know we were watching it on VIX. I'm like, I know I'm like 10 seconds behind. So Christian's probably like, uh, <laughs> like something's going down and he knows it ahead of all of us. Like the way you guys saw the Kino and the celebration and like the whole camera angle and everything just pointing with all like security guards around them. Like I, I thought that shot was pretty cool. But the way it felt on TV is the same way you felt in the scene. Like everyone was like just ecstatic. It was euphoric. It was it was it was simply amazing. Yeah, I mean, just amazing, amazing. Um and, and you know, before we have to have you wrap it up here before you have to head on out. Talk to me about the celebration afterwards, after the 14th, and then uh, in the in the Angel. Yeah, so that, 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 was, that was a little bit tricky to get to, actually, because so when the game ended, obviously we didn't want to leave right away to this, uh, from the stadium because it, we just were going to encounter massive traffic. Um, so we stayed, we watched, we watched the team lift the cup. Um, unfortunately, they didn't come around to our side to kind of just say hi to us or whatever or, like, or celebrate with us. They were more on the, on the other side. Um, and we, we had just left, right? Because we wanted to go to the celebration. So it took us about an hour to get uh, a taxi or an Uber to Atlantis. And when we finally got it, they said that they couldn't even make it to the island because streets were blocked off already. Um, so we had to get like with maybe like two miles from the island. So they had to drop us off somewhere. And then we had to walk. But the cool thing about that, though, is that even from like four miles from the island, there was people walking, like loud, large crowds, just walking together to Atlantis. So we were just like, let's just, let's just walk. Like, let's just enjoy the moment, right? So you're walking, you're walking, you're hearing like little cans here, little cans there, people selling merch there, people are uh, selling crowns over there. Um, everyone's having a great time. Everyone's just, just enjoying themselves. And then when you got closer and closer, you saw like the huge crowd just start like forming. And um, honestly, like you could, you could honestly get lost. Like if you, if you attempted to cross the street, it was like a, a, Mission Impossible, just because of how many people were just like in between, uh, like the sidewalk, and it it was very, 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 very popular. Everyone on top of each other. Um, I don't know how anyone could breathe, but everyone was just like just all squished together, just chanting our lungs away. Uh, smoke, flag, uh, firecrackers. Um, everything was just going off. Um, I think it, it was everything I I, I wished for, like everything that I've seen on TV and in videos from previous celebrations. It was it was everything like that, um, and like I said, I, I thankfully I have videos to to go by and remember it again. Like I said though, it's it's, it's something you you only can live so many little times in your life, and if you have the chance to go, um, I, I would say just just do it. Just don't don't hesitate. Just just go go for it because you'll you'll never you'll never regret it. Absolutely. Well, it's been amazing to hear your side of the story, Christian. Amazing. Super glad that you were down there, be able to, uh, you know see the game live talk about it here on the pod and uh you know what just cheers to you my friend and cheers to america <laughs> <laughs> and it was basically his birthday too oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. and yeah, it was a great birthday. birthday so yeah happy uh happy birthday to you as well christian it was thank your birthday you. yesterday thank you yes like i said so, a surreal moment one of the best degrees of my life I'm I'll, I'll never forget absolutely well there you guys oh uh, i did, did cry? cry yeah i did cry yeah you after, have to remember. After the Richard goal, I think that's when a couple of tears started letting out. But at that point, I think I, there was no you knew was going to yeah. score three three goals on us. Right, it just didn't be possible. Um, so yeah, that that was that. Absolutely. Yeah, I hear that a lot of people are crying in the stadium. 
Yeah, like everywhere were, you looked, everyone was crying. They were, they were, they, they were like an old, like kind of like an older man, like right, right, like near us, and um, he he was like he was like uh, in he had like a cane, right? So like everyone was like trying to help him out, and then now like we needed to go to the battle and stuff like that. So he sat down, and then when uh when Cabasita scored the goal, um, he just started bawling, right? And we were all celebrating with him too, uh, letting him feel the moment. Uh, but like I said, it was it was amazing. So, amazing. <laughs> Ricardo saying here, Chris and Crybaby, but uh, that's what <laughs> Sagrado Americanismo promotes. If you, were there, you probably do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think we all would have. Absolutely. Um, well, thank you so much, Christian. Um, oh. I'm not going to keep you any here any longer. I know you got some other things to get to, but uh, thank you for, for taking the time to come talk oh. to us and uh, share your experience at the Estadistica lifting the 14th. So uh, thank you again, man. Again, happy birthday. Go enjoy yourself and continue to continue to celebrate. Of course, brother. We're going for the 15th. That's next. There you go. The 15th. Don't forget the eight. Don't forget the, the eight. eight. Which is which hot take? I think that's more important, but we'll get to that in another podcast. Of course. Absolutely. Okay. All right, Christian. All right. Take care, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, um, I mean, absolutely amazing stuff from Christian right there. Was able to go there. Um, when he told us he was potentially gonna go, and then we saw how difficult we didn't ask him how he got tickets still to this day yeah. no one knows how he got them but um still we it was almost impossible to get them and and so the fact that he was able to go he showed us like friday morning as he was departing um i was just ecstatic for him super super happy that he was able to go down there and witness it and so um yeah well i guess the only one thing left to do chris is talk about the game itself and and, and recap it um i mean coming into this one nerves were absolutely high tension was building i honestly was stress eating like three hours before the game kicked off i could not put like anything down i was just absolutely a mess um the first leg was i guess decent i, I think america could have walked away with a victory uh, at the volcan i didn't see tigres come out and pull a lot of punches honestly i thought they looked better in the second leg rather than in the first leg which is crazy because i thought that they were going to come out and try to win the game at the Volcan and try to get the most advantage coming into the Azteca. How are you feeling coming into this game, knowing that the first leg ended up 1-1? Well, I, pred- I don't know if you guys remember, I predicted the 1-1 at, uh, over there, and I said 3-0 over here. So for me, it was more of a, of a this team, it is, yes, it, it's, a, it's a very experienced team, but they're very emotional. And I felt we saw that in this game. Yes, it was a very even game, right? But for me, I just looked at it like, okay, what is one thing that this team knows how to do? That's four goals. For me, if we were able to create, it was going to happen. Like, it, it, that was the issue kind of in this Ligia, kind of, where you saw them not really create, not really go forward. You saw them have a lot of these uh, midfield battles. So for me, it was just the moment we get inside the box, someone's going to score. I don't, I don't know if my 3 0 was, was going to happen, but I did think. Quinones was going to have his, his chances because he always has his chances. And I thought Henry Martin ha- was going to have a really good matchup against Diego Reyes and, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was Pizarro, right? Who was the other center back? Correct, yeah. So for me, so for me I was like, okay, the matchup is going to... The, 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 the difficult t- uh, thing for us is going to be the midfield. And I think in the first leg, it wasn't necessarily that we were superior because I don't know if you remember, in the first leg, we started off very... Ah, like they, I felt they were pressuring us a lot more, and then we got momentum out, out of that. So for me, I thought, I thought, you know, we need Fidalgo, we need Jonathan to really wake up. And 
heavily criticized Sendejas, right? Who who would lose the ball, but he would recover it a lot too. And I thought Sendejas had an amazing uh, first half. Yeah, I mean, it was it was an interesting run of affairs here for America. I mean, I'll give it. I'll give this to Tigres. They planted themselves perfectly well in in the midfield. Uh, they cut all of the oxygen to Fidalgo. I mean, absolutely derailed him. And we was not the creative midfielder that we needed him to be. Um, and to be honest, it's difficult uh, when your shining player like that is uh, a little bit handicapped. Jonah's still doing kind of the dirty work in the midfield, kind of trying to plug in that gap in between the midfield and the defense. So I thought he was okay. I think his game was just as orchestrated as it needed to be. Um, the one player that did absolutely just disappoint me in both legs was uh, Diego Valdez. I completely, completely was in shock to think he had just had one of the best Ligias and then he comes out and plays this type of game in the finals. I mean, had a clear-cut chance in the first leg, had a clear-cut chance in the second leg. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if, what, if, the, if it was the moment, but that number 10 jersey was extremely heavy on him and he was shocking, to be honest. Absolutely shocking. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, overall, uh, you thought, okay, as the game progressed, it felt like your words kept ringing more and more in my head that this was the perfect matchup for them as far as stylistically to make things complicated for us because you saw the complications, right? You mentioned Sendejas had a hard time going up in that avenue. I think it was also because Miguel Ayun couldn't go all the way as high because his tracking wasn't going to be the best. Um, so we were kind of hinged right there on the right-hand side. The left-hand side, it was so much that Quinones could do. So you kind of felt like there was kind of no real answer for America, but you knew that this team was more than capable. And even though we weren't having our best game in either leg, it felt like this America side just needed a little bit of a nudge in order to wake up. Like, like it felt like, okay, they're not... They're not out of second gear. It, it feels like they're gone to first, second, but no one's really hit it to third or fourth yet. Yeah, and I, and I think Jardine uh, adjusted, right? Like, right away, once you put Kevin Alvarez in, you saw the difference in that. You see a guy that, I mean, I don't really remember who was on during that time, but was it Linus or Herrera? Or was it Quinones? Luis Quinones. I don't remember the subs when exactly it happened, but point is like you see the one the one v ones right. You saw Kevin Alvarez just completely have a better game than, and it was like you said we needed to just switch things up. You know, luckily for us, we 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 did that, and and a lot of people are going to be highlighting the red card. I honestly think we were getting closer to goal even before that red. Yeah, I, I thought we were knocking on, on the door a lot more, too. Um, it just ha has so happened that, you know, the red card happened. Look, now what was on his night? Let's let's not kid. He had some really good saves, right? It, aside from everything that he did, he was the reason why Tigres were still in it. Just as much as Malagón was the reason why we were still in it as well, if it wasn't for that Gignat save. So, I mean... It, 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 it felt like exactly what Christian was saying. No one, no team was truly trying to kind of risk anything. It felt like, in, in a sense, in a boxing match, you were just kind of jabbing, jabbing, jabbing to see, okay, you're going to take it, I'm going to take it. No, you're going to... It just felt like a back and forth, like, okay, who's willing to take one foot off the, the gas pedal? Who's willing to kind of 
push it down and, and press it all the way. I mean, ah, it, it was difficult. It was difficult to watch. But at the end of the day, you're right. I, I, I do feel like in the second half, we presented ourselves a little bit more better and, and a little bit more uh, assertive. It, it just that final third pass was lacking. Absolutely lacking. Um, and then, yeah, of course, the red card happens. It helps. And I mean, a lot of people want to paint it as this game is then tarnished by that red card. But to be honest, it, it is what it is. It's not America's fault that, you know, the, the what was his name? Fulgencio or. Yeah. You saw the pictures when he was a kid. <laughs> yeah. They, <laughs> he was an American. He said, yeah. 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 I mean, look, and then, oh my God, it's all of Twitter was just. Everyone that was not an Americanista saying that this was an absolute robo, that it was not a red card, that it was a slap, that it should have been a yellow. And my thing to them is, look, you just read in the rule book. Yes, I granted he did not elbow him. But if you check that play, he swings that arm like he doesn't. He's not like, hey, like, you know, like, like just kind of forcing it back and forth. But he just absolutely lets it go. Like he swings it. And with every intention of hitting him, whether it's contact in the face, in the neck. Exactly, yeah. There there was an aggression, whether it was closed-fisted, open-handed, elbow, hand, whatever you want to call it. But an aggression is aggression. And I was like, okay, good. It's a red card. Then the red referee went to VAR. And I was like, no, you can't be kidding me. You cannot tell me they're going to pull this back and give him a yellow. And then the reef gave, gave him a red, which I was absolutely shocked. I was like, they're calling this back. So there's yeah. a reason they're making him look for it. So I'm just thinking he's going to call this back. And I was like, no, 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 no. But I was, yeah, he pulled the red card again. He's like, boom, you're out. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, you felt, you felt a little bit of sigh of relief. It wasn't like necessarily scoring a goal, but it was kind of like, okay. And, uh, Luis, uh, Luis saying, uh, but Quinones should have gone in yellow is what they say as well, just because of the aggravation, I guess, because he, he kind of forced him into that situation. But really, honestly, it's just a football play. If you, if you look at it, it's, it's, yeah, it's a typical yeah. soccer yeah. player. It's just both players kind of tugging away at each other. And these are some of these, some of these just kind of end up like, okay, the ball goes out for a throw and then both players just kind of walk away from that situation. I think this player decided to throw and slap Quinones. And he pokes his eye. I mean, it was all red too. I mean, you know, so mm-hmm. it adds to the to the the whole thing that the ref probably saw the eye and said, you know, let me see if it's intentional. Let's see, you know, it could be an accident, but he throws it like two or three times and he hits him pretty hard. And then he acts like he got hurt and it's like, come on. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, Quinones does sell it very well. He does oh, sell yeah. it because there's a point of contact and there's like a two second delay for him to just put the dramatics yeah, yeah. on. Uh, but regardless, an aggression is an aggression, regardless of how Quinones takes it, right? He could have taken it as a champ and just kind of left it at that, but it's still an aggression. An aggression should have still left to a red card. Just because Quinones fell and kind of did a little bit of theatrics doesn't take away from the fact that this is an actual foul that warranted a red card. So that's kind of where we're at in that situation. And cool. It is what it is. And, you know whatever even then i thought i thought we were going to score either way because the, the game the momentum was changing and and i mean obviously we can't say what was going to happen but for me i just think like those subs that 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 uh did it, it was actually hurting them and i thought that it was going to make things easier for us to score. and you eventually see you know the, uh 
the Quinones goal, right? You eventually see those plays being created, but like I said, you put in Kevin Alvarez and you start to see a difference. You put in Cabrera, you start to see a difference. So, I mean, for me, nothing really changed. Just an excuse that people want to use. But even then, like, it's not enough for, for, for me to be taking those prime series, you know? Yeah, and, and it's like Fidel, our good friend Fidel Martinez, shout out to him, uh, says the goal was coming anyways. And, and it's kind of alluding to what you were saying, Chris, right? It, eventually, it was coming. You mentioned uh, how those substitutions for Tigres kind of dwindled their their attacking opposition, um, which is true. I mean, you saw Linus and, and Cordova come out and you kind of thought, hmm, interesting. I think we could take advantage of this. And we did. And and I'm going to be honest, completely honest, I thought we were going to take out Diego Valdez. I was rooting for it. I thought, okay, you bring in Cabecitas, you take out Diego. I was surprised that he took out Sendejas just because yeah, same here. him and Kevin the worked so perfectly well on that right-hand side. Um, and you thought it was just going to be a natural like-for-like. Like. If he does leave, it was going to be for Leo Suarez. Um, but no, he kind of threw in the curveball. And actually, which is, I mean, I guess a genius move and a genius plan from Harine. Because it is Quinones who is on that right-hand side when the goal yep. happens because of that substitution. So, touche. Hats off to you, Harine. I don't know how you say that in uh, Portuguese, but I'm sure I'll Google that later. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, 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 it comes out and it works out. And like you mentioned, right? With the substitutions, you felt like things were going to kind of kick into high gear. They eventually did. I think it was unfortunate of the red card because it kind of dwindled America's attacking premise because it just... It, it, everyone going on arguing the time that was wasted you felt like after the game started to go on and again even though how much was it like nine minutes at a time or seven it was in between it was those nine. two numbers yeah. it was nine, it was nine. It was nine. I think it, it was, and so yeah. you felt like okay it was like okay now we got to build up and, and 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 get that traction again and so still it was um it was interesting to see it was interesting to see how it, it ended up playing out and I guess at the end of the day, absolutely worked out. I think we all felt comfortable coming into the second, I mean, not to the second half, to this, to, to the extra time, to the first, first half of the extra time. We thought, okay, you kind of continue how you finish, right? Strong, keep knocking on the door. And before you knew it, I mean, Quinones had himself to go. I'll be honest with you, though. I didn't like the, <laughs> the Tava Reyes return sub when it happened. Oh, I was like, I was like, oh, this is where these are these guys are gonna take advantage of that. But luckily for us, it didn't happen, you know. But when it happened, I just said, okay, he's he's gonna get. And you did see some counterattacks that Tigres had where they had a lot of space, but they just didn't have the legs for it. So you know, good for us, you know. We we took advantage of that. There's no complaints, man. I think I think it's it's interesting where we go on from from here, right? Because I mean. Anytime we win a league, it doesn't stop there. We start winning more championships, right? And that's where it's interesting because I do think there is weaknesses in the in the team. So it's interesting how we're gonna build off of this. But I'm excited, man. Like, not, like not to get too ahead, but I'm very excited where with obviously winning the 14th and where we're gonna go. I think we mentioned it a while back, like maybe like a month ago in the podcast. We said how exciting. It, it, is this I think it was after the Monterrey game um, we were like how exciting is it that um, we're finally seeing this America firing all cylinders and we're still yet to see 
uh, Diego Valdez, Henry Martin, and Quinones kind of mixed together and mesh and see how this was all going to work out in, in, in the starting 11. And now that you saw it and you saw it in action in, in, in very intense, high pressure games, not talking about a league situation, not talking about a CONCACAF championship, but in a situation where these players are pressed for time and, and to get a result. And you see it for the most part, it worked out and, and worked in, in, in our favor, right? Obviously, we get the 14. So now you look at it and you say, yeah, there's optimism going into this because we'll talk about it. Maybe not necessarily this podcast. Maybe when we came back from our break and, and start of the new year, we'll talk about the importance of what this CONCACAF Champions League is going to be for America and the importance of winning this one, absolutely winning this one, which I will come on the record and say that that has to be the priority for the season. Um, but then you look at, uh, at the fact that, you know, I don't expect America to have a huge winter transfer window. I don't expect a lot of players to leave. I know there's a lot of rumors going on and around, but I don't think that they're going to shake up this team just so much come January. Now, do I expect a big summer transfer window for America? Yes. I expect us to lose a couple of good players. That is just a given. Um, there's a couple of players that are on the European radar. We'll talk about those names whenever we get to the summer transfer window and whenever things happen. But for now, I think this is a good America to have and build a solid base for Jardine, for him to make his team. Um, and you have everything to, to make a dynasty out of this team, to continue go on and, and win, win leagues, win records. Uh, I mean, just absolutely amazing uh, the opportunity that has been presented to you because really you have players that are at a very good age, players that are at their prime, and a situation where you're finally financially getting better to where you can start attracting bigger names, better players. And so ultimately building a much better team. Um, so yeah, let's, 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 let's talk a little bit more about the game, about the 14. Who was your player? I forget, Chris, who was your player? You said to watch for the league. Yeah. For, for not for league, yeah, for this game. <laughs> I said Fidalgo, but I said, because I felt like if you, because you, you heard it throughout the, the year or the seasons, right? That Fidalgo needs to have needs to be the guy that ends up being our next legend, our next referente, our next just just someone that leaves a print in in this team, right? Uh, so for me, I just looked at it. You know, Fidalgo last season. You know, he makes that mistake. You know, I need him to do something. I need him to be very key. I need him to be a leader. And I think that's exactly what we saw. You know, maybe not the best of his games, right? But I did see him always fighting for the ball, you know, and maybe, you know, from from just because uh, I, I, I don't know. The, I don't know if it was the first league or the second. Like, there was a shot that he missed horribly. Like, I, that's the only complaint that I have from him. It was the second league. Yeah. So, like, I just wish he worked on shooting. But other than that, like, I, there's no complaint for me. Like, like, I'm happy, really, really happy that, that he, he ended up with this. Uh, Winning this title, you know, and he even said it. Beautiful quote, you know. They, they they told him once that losing in America is one of the worst feelings ever, but when you win, it's the greatest feeling ever. And I think as a fan, we could all relate, you know. I don't know. If, when, I remember going being in school, right? America gets eliminated or loses a classico, and everyone's coming in. Yeah. But when America wins, everyone's hiding, you know. And no other team in Mexico relates to that, in my opinion. Right, because our rivals are very fair weather fans, you know. I'm not afraid to say that. So for me, it's just like it is like it, when we lose, it's the worst day ever, but when we win, we're in heaven, bro. Like it's the best thing ever. And I'm, you know, perfect 
from Fidalgo for saying that. No, yeah, it's absolutely. I mean, you're, we're, we're a testament of that because we're living in the moment and, and, and you see that still, like I mentioned, well over 48 hours and you, you definitely, you definitely still feel the, the hype, the emotion, the satisfaction that Yachin gave you. <laughs> Ricardo saying Chris got bullied by Yachin, hermano. <laughs> I, I, I never got bullied, brother. That's not, that was not my point. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, hey, a book, specifically talking about players, uh, um, Mine was Quinones, although mm, the one I was originally going to say, I was in between Quinones and Malagón, actually. Uh, and the only reason I'm bringing that up is because Ricardo's saying, give Malagón his credit, Ivan. If it was the Mexican side show, Bob, you would have said he played like prime Oliver Kahn slash Buffon. I think Ricardo has a hatred towards Ochoa, which means I'm sure he has a hatred towards me. Uh, but no, look, all credits to Malagón absolutely was detrimental, if not the most crucial player in the first half to make sure that America lifted the trophy. Um, I will say this though. I was very upset at him in the first leg because that goal that we conceded, he could have done much better in the way that he parried the ball. And also in the goal that, you know, I, he's a short goalkeeper. Let's, let's, let's be honest. So sometimes you feel Mexican, like you should get bro. to some things and yeah, no, of course Mexicans, but um, Mexicans. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, ultimately I have nothing but, but praise for Malagón. Um, I think I even mentioned it last season too. Uh, he comes in with high expectations after, you know, midway through the season because Tano didn't want to give him the starting spot because he wanted to give it to Oscar Jimenez, who was flopping game after game after game. Comes in, does an amazing job. Um, I don't think it was any of his fault the way that we got eliminated against Chivas. But then he comes out, continues to have a solid season, had some mistakes, mind you not, but shows that he has determination. And I think what really helped him was the game against uh, Honduras in the Estadio Seca. I think that really catapulted his confidence high through the roof. Yeah. Um, which is yeah. what we needed. Which is absolutely what we needed. And and you saw that in, in, in these games where he made some amazing saves. And in the final, I think that that save will go down in history as one of the best for uh, for what he did. And it might get lost uh, in translation throughout the years, but uh, anyone who watches that game will always know and will always remember Malagón for what he did in, in that instant and in that moment. Because it's not easy. When you have a player like Gignac, who's as decorated and as prolific and as, as, as amazing of a player as he is in front of you and, and to block that header, which is not an easy one by any means necessary. Um, again, all credits to him and, and, and job well done in, in my eyes. And you guys know how a strickler I am you of, put, of a goalkeeper. Do you put this save right next to Adolfo real save? Or no, no, that one Adolfo Rios is higher in 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 that sense. But but is it in, in the that same one has realm? A long or... Yeah, it, it could be. The, the argument could be there. The argument could be there. I think, as far as historic saves go for America in 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 uh, finals, the Salado one has to be the very one on top because it's the final versus Chivas, the la final del siglo. Then I think it probably is um, a little for real, just because it's you're going in extra time already. It's golden goal, a golden yeah. goal. Golden goal. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's just it, that save alone is a is a goal worth just as much as the Salada one was. So, but Malagón is up there as well, uh, next to the one that Marchesin did as well against Cruz Azul. Um, so, again, very good job right there. Uh, but let's talk about the player that I actually picked for this final. And it was Quinones and. Uh, 
Actually, Chris, I read, I went back and listened to some of the older podcasts. Um, I had said I was going to get Quinones tattooed on me if he had scored a hat trick <laughs> in the final. So I was very happy that he only limited himself to one. Um, but still, could have had himself a hat trick if he didn't miss as many times as he did. Um, again, that refinery is what kills me. And I know all of you felt my pain when he missed that header in front of goal. With no goalkeeper. I thought it was offside at first until someone said no. And then I look at it and Henry's actually in front of him. So it yeah. can't be offside. No, oh. it would not. It would have counted. Yep. I was just, I, honestly, bro, I don't know. I, I compared it to Nazi Samina right away. I, I, I think it's just, we're, we're haunted by that final against like, uh, Leon. Yeah, it's no, of like, course. And you know what the right funny thing is? I'm just I, like, this guy. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't even I wasn't even sitting down watching the game at that point. I actually had to use the restroom and um I just heard from from the restroom like oh like obviously I knew it wasn't a goal but it was a miss and they were like the, like you just missed it and this and that and I was like and as soon as it, and as soon as it hit Kenyon, I was like you know what I'm just I'm glad I wasn't here for this because I would have been absurd I just would have been super upset super upset that uh but yeah but ultimately look his goal comes in like what seconds into the, the uh, extra time, right? Uh, he misses yeah. that, scores it. Uh, just the place goes bonkers, like like Christian mentioned. Um, I was at, at uh, my padrino's house watching it with uh, my dad, my son, a couple of my cousins, um, so a couple of my uncles. So it was cool. It was great. It was amazing. Uh, we all jumped up. Uh, <laughs> my son actually started crying. Everyone ju- jumped and celebrated. I jumped with him, and so he was. Um, yeah, it was a very was scary day for him, but uh, <laughs> but he'll get used to it as the years go by. He'll get used to it. Um, so yeah, and I think in that moment we didn't want to say it, but I think we all thought it. it was like, all right, it's ours. We kind of felt okay. We got the goal that we needed. It's ours. And then the moment that solidified it all was when Nawal Guzman uh, got the red card. I think in that moment, you're thinking nine men, different goalkeeper, already a goal up. It's ours. It has to be ours. Yeah. It is ours. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the team started playing like that, right? I, I think the team slowly but surely just started being they a little bit more as a days ago. They kind of knew. Yeah, they no, absolutely. Happened, they yeah, they, they, they gave up. Have a, they, have, they didn't have a soul in them anymore. It, it was very similar to our elimination last year. Where mm-hmm. Fidal will rescore, right? Valdez, and then Fidal will get the red card. And we just knew what was coming. Yeah. We were hoping we were just wrong, right? And and that's how it felt. And the, the stadium knew. The stadium was loud, bro. The one thing I was going to tell, uh, ask Christian, like, like I don't know what, when exactly he went in, but when they were doing the pre-show, like, every it was super loud. And I'm just like, bro, that's the atmosphere that we want, we need, man. And it, it gets very... Like, I'm not trying to, like, sound like, oh, we live and die off America, right? Because obviously we have, there's a greater reality than just sports, right? But, like, it's crazy to think, you know, five years ago, like, is the last time we, or before this one was the last time we won league. And we, we've gone through so much, bro. Like, someone just asked you if you're a dad, bro. Like, think about it. You weren't even a dad during that <laughs> yeah. time, bro. Yeah. You weren't even a dad during that time. Like, it's crazy. We went through a whole pandemic, you know, like. 
I remember just being super depressed watching America games with no people there. Like they would put screens all over the like the yeah. field or whatever. And it's like it's crazy to think how like like I said, I'm not trying to like make it sound like we live off there's a great that's a greater reality. But like I said earlier, like every phase that I, I've lived in life, America has always been the key happiness. And I don't know if people relate, maybe I'm weird for that, whatever, you know. But point is, like, it's just, it's crazy just everything we lived through those five years. And now it's like, we won the title. And it's not like it's going to end here, but it's still like crazy just to think, look back, like, bro, we've gone through so much as fans. And now we're, we're here. We're celebrating a 14 title. We're, we're celebrating, uh, we're celebrating whatever we lived through, through those five years. And we're finally there. You know, we're, we're we finally crossed the, the, the ending. I don't know if I'm weird for that, but that's just how it personally I feel. Yeah, no, like we finally got to that promised land, right? The most elusive title that there was, that 14. Um, and, I, and, and you're right, like you mentioned, right? It's not like we live and in, in, in breathe or, or die because of this, but it, it's it's fairly close. I'll say that much. It's fairly close. Yeah. And it, it's just mm-hmm. how we are as Americanistas. You kind of, you wear it on your sleeve. It, it's no other way to be about it. Um, an Americanista is not a casual fan. It's not a person that, ah, yeah, you know, I, I watch a game sometimes here and there. Uh, a, a true Americanista is a, is, is a player that is, is a player, is, is a fan that lives and breathes and dies in these moments. And it's for those two hours that the rest of the world is just shut off. And what matters is those 90 minutes on the pitch. Um, and then right after that, reality comes in, kicks in. But in that moment, in that moment is when you truly get to live and breathe who you are as an Americanista. So, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, we've gone through a lot, a lot of ups and downs for everyone in life. And, and that's just the way it is. You know, some people um, that unfortunately aren't here to witness this, but hopefully, you know, from above they're they're up there and they're celebrating and they're having a good time just as much as all of us. So. It's just the reality of it is, but um, like you men- mentioned, the most elusive title that we finally get, and now we get to celebrate it, and hopefully America doesn't make us wait another five years, but uh, I think oh, we're alluding it to it already that uh, this team has the potential to build a dynasty and to go back-to-back and different titles, and look, Messi, I'm talking to you, that League's Cup is ours, alright? So just might as well start <laughs> handing it over. Give it to back. Give it to Henry, alright? Give it to him. You're, you're the only person I know that cares about the least. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, was I, was I was like, yeah, you know what? That CONCACAF, because they're in it too. I'm like, but nope, League's Cup. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, is because uh, obviously the League's Cup just announced uh, that when, when, the, when we're going to be playing again, right? Which is going to be July 20 something through August 20 something. Um, and I just see a lot of people just quote retweeting and being like upset, like no, no one cares about this. No one wants to see this, like, no, like this and that and all these negative takes. Right. Like, and I'm, I'm just kind of like in the background, like, I'm kind of the only one that's like, yeah, this, this, this is cool. I'm excited. <laughs> just put hey, on I the mean, West Coast. That's all I ask. If you're going to put yeah. it there, put it on the West Coast and not somewhere where there's no Mexican. <laughs> the cool thing is that we, we have a buy. We don't have to play the group stage. So that's, that's the only cool thing about this. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, final whistle goes Chris and, and really honestly, the, the Richard, the Richard goal is sensational. The Cabecita goal is just a cherry on top. And I mean, at that point, it's just, you knew what was coming. Final whistle blows. We're champions. Somebody can lose the 14th. 
feels kind of like a dream come true, huh? Yeah, man. I mean, that whole day just didn't feel real, real to me. It just felt like a daydream. So, I don't know. My, my dog was like super stressed out because so when you say vamonos, he thinks it's like, oh, we're going for a walk. And there's so <laughs> many times we the ball away and I'll be like, I'm on the road. And then he'll just stare at me like, where are we going? <laughs> I don't know, bro. This is the whole the whole thing was just very and then I was watching it alone. So it so it gave me a uh flashbacks of uh the Monterrey game. So I was like super stressed because of that. I was like, why yeah. does it feel like no, the yeah, Monterrey yeah. game? So I was just like, man, like but like like you said, man, it, 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 it's a perfect day, you know, and I mean, best way to end the year, man. I, you really can't ask for anything better. Yeah, it truly felt like uh, all Americanistas were getting that Christmas wish come true, um, which is great. Absolutely amazing. But it's not to say that we didn't deserve this. It's not to say that this team did not go out and play during the regular season like true champions. And even though we'll sit here and we'll be testament to the fact that we've heavily criticized this team throughout this year. We heavily criticized Harley Nick especially the way that we lost in the League's Cup, the way that we were tying games against Atlas and, and the way we, that we were kind of drawing games and, and barely scrapping up three points against teams like Necaxa. So, I mean, absolutely. It just, it, it feels like, uh, it feels like this team's earned it. Absolutely earned it. So, Midwestern Chola saying, I'm sorry I'm late, guys, but did you guys take your shots at the beginning of the show? <laughs> Nope. <laughs> no, we forgot. We forgot. We all you guys shots. Well, we'll uh, no one said what kind of shots, but we'll we'll use some sort of shots. But hey, I have I my uh, energetic drink right here, so <laughs> I got winged. <laughs> but uh, glad glad you made it on Midwestern Cholo. Glad to see that you're uh, on. Hopefully, you're celebrating just as much as we all are. Um, but yeah, Chris. I mean. What more could we add about this elusive fourteen? I don't know, man. I mean, I guess there's a lot that one wants to say, right? Because, like I said earlier, five years he went through. It feels longer because of the pandemic. I don't know if you guys feel this because of that, but it feels way longer. And it just, I, oh, I, I just reminisced a lot of things, like you said too. You know, there's people here that are no longer with us, so it's kind of like emotional in that sense you know and it just it's just crazy man like like i said you don't want there's greater reality but it is like something like i said we're always no matter what phase i go through in life it's always my it's always my comfort it's always like okay saturday you know i always tell this story you know like there's a there's a time when my mom and dad wanted to be super religious we'd go to church on on, on Sundays, and that's when America would play on Sundays. And it was during a time where they were awful, bro. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you guys remember that. They were awful. They were just, I, I think it was the year, the, the years where uh, Indios de Juarez eliminated us from uh, league, or from entering Ligia, not going like to Ligia. Yeah. Like yeah. Inside Ligia. No, yeah, I, rem- it was, it, I remember those days. It was horrible, bro. And I'd still throw a fit. We'd be going to church, and I'd be like, man, I want to go to church, man. Like, and we'd go, and it's like, oh, we're going to go eat. And I'm like, oh, no, drop me off. America's about to play at. I remember they play like at two for us, you know? 
And it it's stuff like that, like phases that we went through, and it's, it's just super crazy, you know, that that five years ago, you know, or four years ago, we want to look at it from a Monterrey final, you know, who would have thought that we would have been living through all of this, you know? And like I said, you weren't even a dad last time, you know? I think uh, Dylan was still in college, if I'm not mistaken, you know? It's, yeah, yeah. I mean, just go, just, if you guys want to roll the years back, go, go. Uh, go listen to that podcast. We we recapped uh, after beating um, after we beat Cruz Azul in in, in the final. So as Christian, uh, me and Dylan, it was different times, different you know things going on in everyone's life. But I mean, you're here now, and and you know you're ecstatic about how how you get to see your team lift another trophy, and and mm-hmm. that's the beautiful thing about it. Absolutely beautiful. And well, I mean, <clears throat> what more could we add? I just amazing great feeling um i i'm not gonna lie to you i shed a tear or two when i saw medical lift the trophy i was hugging my son and it just felt like the most surreal moment because he thought we've worked so hard for this we've gone through so much heartbreak there was so much that we've done and i'm looking at it from a perspective that us as well as 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 people who take the time out to kind of cover the team in english um the the work we've put in to kind of you know put on a, a face podcast. Um, I know we haven't been the most consistent. I know we haven't been the best. Um, and I do apologize for that, but uh, it takes a toll on you because you, you kind of see this team from a different perspective that, Hey, you know, uh, I analyze you week in and week out. And, and I do it in, in perspective of trying to bring a, a bigger picture to the audience and, and to be able to tell them the truth of how things are good or bad. Um, and to be able to sit here and say, you know what, I covered it. I was able to be a part of it in, in, in some minuscule way. I, I wasn't there. I didn't. I, we don't work for the team. Like we do everything solely apart and aside. But it feels like we won in a sense as well, just because of all the hard work that we've put in, um, you know, you for being always to come on the on the podcast, AJ for always doing his best to tweet games live christian for the hard work he puts dylan who does a lot of work for us even in the backstage like whenever we do videos or stuff like that like he's there um and 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 trust me you know it's just it's amazing and it's great uh to be able to to kind of soak it all up in that moment see the team lift the trophy like i knew the graphic was out already i knew everything was going and 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 exploding and i was just like you know what this is an amazing great feeling because you felt like finally like the moment has come is it such an elusive trophy but at the same time such a hard worked and hard earned moment for all of the americanismo and especially for us who you know we do this on a week in week out basis uh, for for you guys the listeners for all of you guys listening to to us right we do this in in a way to kind of be there share a moment with all of you guys so so it, we can continue to grow that community and and showcase that you know america it transcends not just borders but languages and everything in, in its way as well because it doesn't matter if you speak japanese english french portuguese if you know what america is you know the school and you know what it means to be an americanista then that's all you need honestly so it's amazing and um well chris we're gonna wrap it up here pretty shortly but america's gonna be on tour now going up against this small little team from Catalonia called FC Barcelona in uh, uh, in 24 hours. 
<laughs> you know what this is a this is a funny game and and, and ah it sucks we can't we don't have the time to dive into it and really talk about it but uh obviously america coming into this one as champions of uh of mexico going up against champions of spain even though barcelona is in a little bit of hot water with their financial situation and everything but they have literally just finished playing a game and now they have with their full <laughs> starters with their full roster have completely hopped on it. Yeah plane and gone all the way to Dallas to pay to play against America and I believe you and AJ were talking about it back and forth in the group chat saying that they in some ways were obligated to bring their stars and I'm assuming play these stars in order to rack up some revenue so that is huge that is bonkers Chris like when have you ever heard of a team this sounds very like you know what that means all right you know what that means all right what does that mean? Televisa's back. <laughs> there you go. Televisa's back. That's Televisa's right. back. Papi Escarrega is back at it. The check cleared. Back. Barcelona's making the trip. They all got one carry-on baggage. They didn't even have to pack a whole luggage. And now they're on their way to uh, they Dallas. They didn't even shower. They didn't even probably shower did not. Straight over there. They're like, we can shower when you get to the stadium. I mean, to the to the hotel. Um. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, so the game's going to be tomorrow, guys. It's going to be uh, hopefully a fun, fun spectacle for the players, at least, and for the fans that are going to go over there, right? I'm pretty sure they're going to parade the trophy around at halftime or beforehand. Um, <laughs> Louis saying, stop disrespecting my second team. Uh, my apologies, Louis. My apologies. It was just a, a little job that uh, I saw and thought, why not? Let's take it. Uh, but yeah, look, I mean, whenever America does face against Barcelona, it, it, it tends to be a pretty good spectacle. I don't expect it to be the most high-intense game from either side. I don't think any of these players are looking to play a high-intensity game after playing a final. And Barcelona, after these players, would have expected to be off already on Christmas break. But I think it's still going to be a decent spectacle. I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, what's your prediction for tomorrow? Five zero America. Five zero America. Because wow, you are just <laughs> hey, bro, absolutely. I, I just, bro, uh, they're gonna be in a. Oh, how long is that flight? They just finished the game. They're gonna be. In the, they're gonna be. Crashing, dude, that's like an bro. eight like, hour flight, dude. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's like an eight bro. hour flight. Wow. They gotta be cramping, bro. I know it's not Volaris type flight, but either way, <laughs> like, like how mad? Are, if you're Lewandowski, how mad are you? That that you have to oh. just you played out a game against Hirona and was it Hirona? I can't remember who they played against, but whatever, whoever they played up against, and now you have to go fly miles and miles across the Atlantic, land down in Dallas and play against America, play against the best team in the world that you know they just won a championship, and now you have to go and try to take down that Goliath. <laughs> just seems like it's just an impossible task, if you ask me. So. We'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. Five zero. I think Gabi's talking about it. Oh, really? Well, Shabby came out and said, yeah, "Well, for, he gave us he gave us kind of a little backhanded congratulations, right?" I don't think he's too happy about the situation. No, Gabi, Gabi, Gabi. Oh, I didn't hear his Gabi. words, but I heard Shabby's. I heard yeah, Shabby's, yeah. the yeah, the yeah, manager. Yeah. I heard I heard him saying kind of, "Oh, congratulations!" You know, Jonah played there. Um, which I, I he does he know Jonah, mad. right? He because of his time. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, he shot him up. He doesn't matter if he's better than him. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm sure. 
but he kind of he kind of said it in, in his own words, saying, "You know what? It's we know the situation that the club is in and what we need to do, and this is one of those things." And so, I mean, like I said, Televisa's back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never seen a club this desperate for money. Like honestly, honest to God, I've never seen. Like I have never even seen a lower team just as desperate. Louis, I promise you, I'm not trying to take a dig. I promise you, I just I, I'm absolutely blown away with what Barcelona has done to try to you know get some revenue again, selling grass, selling seeds, like. And you see the Spotify. prices that they're going for. It's just crazy, absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's worse, them doing that or the person who buys it. Like honestly, just know, honestly. Bro. Um, but look, I'm not here to debate or discuss or take a jab at Barcelona. Look, I'm excited for this game. It should be an interesting one. It should be a fun one. Um, we'll cover it as much as we can, of course, as we'll, as, as best as we always do over on Twitter. So make sure you guys follow us. I know AJ's going to be doing his best with the gifts. Um, I'll try to live tweet as much as I can as well. We'll get some graphics going. It should be fun. It'll be absolutely amazing. And hopefully, um, it's just a little fun way for America to parade the trophy and uh, to get themselves going. So um, my prediction, Chris, I'm going to one. I don't think it's gonna be five for America. Don't don't get me wrong. <laughs> I would love it if it was. I'm exaggerating. It's just I don't know. If, are we really that high in the clouds that we can't score against a a cramped up Barcelona? I mean, I don't know, but no, I, I, I'm sure I we saw, I'm sure we can win. I'm sure we can. I saw the call-ups and I'm just like, well, where's the people? You know, where's the all these other youngsters? None of them went. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, you know we. Maybe like they had, like yes, that. they like like if you guys do not believe us, go over on Twitter right now and go uh, go look at Barcelona. They announced the roster that they're bringing to the game against America. The minimum, I think they have like maybe five youngsters on there, and I'm that might be exaggerating. Um, so I mean, has like it's two. like yeah, it's Juarez. Yeah, 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 yeah. So oh, and Naveda too, and Naveda. That's why I was gonna say something Naveda. Um. So look, it's gonna be it's an interesting one. I've never seen anything like this. I'm excited to to watch it tomorrow. That game's gonna be at 6 p.m. Pacific, 8 Central, and 9 Eastern. So make sure you guys set your clocks. And uh, like I mentioned, we're gonna get you guys all caught up and ready for that game tomorrow. So make sure you guys tune over on Twitter at Eagle Eye Podcast. And uh yeah, it'll be a fun one. Um we'll see. We'll see. I always say, you know, for real, they probably just want to go home, not Dallas. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I'm sure they're not excited. I'm, I'm pretty sure they've already vo- voiced themselves in that sense. But, uh, well, all right, that does it for us here. Celebration is uh, officially over. Chris, as the moment we log back on next year to talk about America, it is nothing but the 15th and the CONCACAF Champions League in our sights. The 14th is officially done and dusted. We have celebrated, we have, you know, cried, we have laughed, we have just exhaled in joy. Uh, but we leave that behind us. And because America is America and it always demands for nothing but greatness and continued glory, we leave this behind and we look forward to the next one, which is the 15th and so on and so forth. So thank you again so much for coming on. Any last words? We've kind of wrap it up here. Does everyone have a safe holiday and just, you know, Take care of yourself and be ready for what's coming for the next year. Like I said earlier, whenever America wins the league title, it doesn't stop there. It always comes with other cups. And we have a lot of cups that we're going to be participating in. So, you know, just let's, let's be very optimistic and just hopefully we have a, a very beautiful 2024. 
absolutely absolutely well uh thank you so much to you chris thank you so much to louis and thank you guys uh midwestern cholo uh ricardo christian fidel i mean matthew flores uh who else is on here that i hugo sotelo uh, absolutely everybody thank you so much for coming on listening to everyone uh listening on spotify uh, apple podcast uh itunes uh, iHeartRadio, wherever it is that you guys listen to us thank you so much for your immense support uh like chris said make sure you guys have a wonderful wonderful holiday uh happy christmas merry christmas happy new year and uh we'll be back next year to talk all things club america the party's over but i promise you guys the next one's bound to happen soon you guys take care and as always Arriba America. Good night, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. 